And another thing And another thing And another thing And another thing Welcome to another episode of And Another Thing, the podcast that continues to set the bar in the world of podcasts. My name is Jody Jenkins. And I'm Tony Clement. And we are huge in Ghana now. We are. We're number 42, according to the people who measure these things. And uh, so congratulations, Jody. We're making waves internationally. Big charts across the nation. Well, I guess across the globe. Yes. And um, I, I'd, I'd be willing to bet money that the Hurley Burley podcast isn't charting in Ghana. I don't think so. I think we're definitely plowing new ground and uh, I think uh, had a little bit to do with our guest last week, Louisa, who is a, a, a an increasingly prominent Ghanaian politician, but maybe I think it's our personalities too. Oh, I think that's the driving force, 100%. So I wouldn't even, <laughs> uh, I wouldn't even question that. Yeah. Uh, look, each, uh, each week our show is brought to you by the great folks at Municipal Solutions. John Mutton and the team there do an excellent job and they allow us to present the show uh, week after week, and we're so thankful for that. You can find them online at municipalsolutions.ca. And, Tony, I know that you can share a little bit more about what they do and also some of our other great sponsors as well. Absolutely, Jody. We are very grateful to John Mutton and Municipal Solutions. They are Ontario's leading MZO firm, Municipal Zoning Orders. That means you can get your development approved or your permit expedited. They have planning services, great, great experience with municipalities, engineering and architectural services, even minor variances or land severances, some basic stuff. They can help you with that. And of course, building permits. Please go to municipalsolutions.ca for all of your municipal solutions. And then, of course, we're very happy to have Julie, the Muskoka chef, as one of our sponsors, too. She, of course, is a female-owned local food service company that serves the Muskoka Lakes region all year round. Her services include on-site and off-site catering, private chef experiences, micro-wedding catering services, and she's located on Lake Joseph in Muskoka, delivers the food uh, by car, of course, but also uh, not only to your front door, but also by boat to your dock. I think that's just amazing. Now, summer 2022, we're right in the thick of it right now. She still has some spots available, but she also has spots available in September 2022 and beyond. Uh, she also offers vegetarian, vegan, and gluten-free options. So go to themuskokachef.com or just call Julie. She's at 416-846-3653. And then a reminder that uh, this show and other shows are broadcast at, uh, at, at Hunter's Bay Radio. Uh, 88.7 FM in Muskoka every Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. What a great way to start your Saturday morning. And last but not least, looneypolitics.com. If you become an annual subscriber, uh, you will get access to exclusive content, including episodes of this show that cannot be heard anywhere else. Simply use the code podcast to get 50% off your annual subscription. That's at looneypolitics.com. So we are going to let you explain a little bit about where you've been and some of the guests that are coming up on this show, because I know you were out and being 
you were playing the role of roving reporter. But first, um, I think it's safe to say that Patrick Brown will not be on our show as a leadership no. for the no. Conservative Party. He kind of threw in the towel uh, at the time of this uh, of, of this podcast. Uh, he basically signaled to his uh, supporters and to the party that uh, he uh, he was expecting not to be a leadership candidate. That the Leoc ruling against him was going to stand, and uh, he endorsed uh, Jean Charest for leader, as did his uh, national chairman John Reynolds. Yeah, that's it. Was an interesting. I mean, you've been around this stuff more than I have, but I, I just. Some of the messaging was interesting because the last three or four days have been very bizarre. You know, like the Leoc, uh, the the nomination committee or the leadership committee comes out and says that he, he's been disqualified. They, of course, say that the party's corrupt and they're trying to keep him out. And then they talk about appeals and a, a whistleblower comes out and then they double down. Uh, the Brown campaign doubles down. It says, no, it's 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 just they just don't want me in the race. And then they come out with a release saying that the appeal probably won't be successful. Yeah. So, I mean, like, it's almost like I mean, I guess you're not going to come out and just say, look, we're uh, we're doing things that you're not allowed to do. But I don't know what the what the game plan was there. It was almost like just try to distract everybody. I, I don't know. Well, I don't know whether they thought that they could uh, somehow through some mass uprising, persuade the LEOC to change its mind. But uh, really, there is no recourse. So when you sign on as a candidate, Jody, you also sign a form that says that all decisions by LEOC are final and not subject to appeal. So there, there really is no process by which you can appeal the decision of LEOC, and you've already signed away your rights. So I, I, I never thought that hi- he hired a, a prominent criminal lawyer and I'm thinking, well, what has that got to do with anything? It's not a criminal lawyer case. Uh, it has nothing to do with the criminal law. He doesn't have the rights of an accused under the criminal justice system. Uh, he signed away his rights when he agreed to be a candidate for office. So uh, I know that's a legalistic argument. I, I you know, look, I don't know. Uh, I don't know the details of what Leoc had, but they clearly had enough. Uh, in my view, enough to go on to make this radical decision to kick out a candidate, uh, you know, and uh, they've done it before in other uh, in other races uh, or they've denied standing for candidates. But, you know, Patrick Brown, for all of his faults, was a prominent candidate. There's no doubt about that. So they clearly thought they had uh, enough to go on. But at the end of the day, too, like the only people you talked about an uprising, like they, maybe they were looking for an uprising of supporters, but the only people that were saying anything was like literally Patrick Brown and maybe one or two people around him. There was nobody else was coming out of the woodwork saying that this is, you know, this is inappropriate or wrong. They they had a, they had a petition on change.org, which had fewer than a thousand signatures. Yeah. Like it's okay. It's yeah. just obviously, obviously, he was reading the tea leaves. I did think it was interesting, though. You mentioned the criminal lawyers that that Marie Heinen is that what you're, yeah. what you're talking? About? Yeah. So Tom Mulcair wrote a uh, a piece in CT or for CTV News, maybe or something, and he like first of all, that guy's I he must be writing the piece just to get people to read it because it it's the most backwards piece of writing I've ever seen in my life. But he says like he's talking about how like the Conservative Party is corrupt and that we. You know, we've lectured people on ethics before, and here we are doing this. And he can't wait to see Marie Heinen 
uh, cross-examine the star <laughs> witness in this case. It'll be must-see TV because it'll be bigger than Johnny Cochran grilling people in the OJ case. And I'm thinking, like, is Mulcair that stunned that he doesn't know how this works? Like, I don't know. There's going to be no public hearing on exactly. this. It's ridiculous. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But anyway. anyway, so it seems like, again, anything can happen, but it's, it sure seems like it's shaping up to my prediction First ballot Pierre victory. That's what. Yeah, and, and I, I think you predicted that, and I predicted that even before Patrick uh, was Correct. out of the race. Yes. Uh, so I don't think that this changes the result. No, it may, may make it more evident to more people, but uh, uh, I'll tell you. You know, I know Alberta is not the whole of Canada, and uh, he's getting response throughout the whole country in the party. This is just yes. an intra-party thing right now. It's not for the general public yet. Yeah. But uh, he was uh, uh, there, there. I was at the Calgary Stampede. This is the point. Uh, yeah. And at the Calgary Stampede, I went to a number of events where Pierre and the other candidates were, were there. Although the biggest event was 1,500 people at Heritage Park in Calgary, which is, uh, there's an annual uh, CPC event at the Calgary Stampede that used to be hosted by Stephen Harper. Yeah. Now it's it's sort of more generic, but same same deal. And all of the candidates were there except for Scott Aitchison, who mystifyingly wasn't. Uh, but uh, the other the other four were there, and um, they had uh, you know they were just introducing the candidates and introducing the Alberta for leader candidates too. And I'll get to that. But uh, as they're introducing the candidates, this huge roar comes out when Pierre's name was mentioned. Uh, and then, again, mystifyingly, I, I could go either way on this, but Jean, like, this is where you dress up as a cowboy and a cowgirl, okay? Yeah. That, that's yeah, part yeah. of the stampede. Everybody does it. Justin Trudeau does it. Pierre Polyev does it. Stephen Harper did it. It's part of the thing. It's not. It's not... It's part of our heritage, right? Yeah. This is part of our Alberta and Western heritage. You you dress up as a cowboy. You put the jeans on and the big belt buckle and the Stetson hat and the checked shirt and uh, and you and the boots and everybody did that except for Jean Charest, who didn't have a hat and wore a blue blazer. <laughs> like you know, and I I said to. I said to Mike Coates, who he's, his co-chair is, I said, what's what's with the blue blazer? Oh, who wants to be authentic? But <laughs> I don't know. I, I, most people in Alberta were actually offended that he, that he did that, right? Because it's so obvious that you're supposed to dress up. That's the whole point. Anyway. Oh, my gosh. So that was, that was kind of bizarre. Uh, but uh, yeah, no, Pierre, Pierre, wherever he went, I was at a pancake breakfast that was hosted by one of the uh, Calgary MPs and he was kind of mobbed there too. So uh, yeah, I'd say things are looking good for Pierre in Alberta as, uh, and I know he's going to uh, British Columbia next and we're expecting big crowds there too. So uh, yeah, uh, the stampede was a political event as it always is, as well as just being you know, a good amount of fun. And there's all these receptions and all these uh, pancake breakfasts and barbecues and whatnot. It's end-to-end uh, -end fun. And so uh, that was part of my uh, week last week is being at the Stampede. Nice. Well, do you know what this, you know what this is, Tony? Listen, listen. You know what that is? A bunch, bunch of horses clip-clopping? No, that's, uh, that's my leadership ballot. Oh, is it? Uh, yes, yes, sir. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, and I can tell you right now, there will only be two circles filled <laughs> on that ballot. So. Okay. 
I'm I'm going for the big one. I'm going to circle one. You're just going to do one, eh? Yeah, I'm just doing one. Yeah, and I'm just. I'm going to do two. I'm going to do two. And uh, we, you know, we we're making sure that people realize they can't circle Pierre Polyev's name all six uh, all six uh, columns. That that would not be a good idea. You just do it once in the first column. What would happen if you did do that though? Would it be I think spoiled? you could be dis- I think you could be disqualified. You would just don't. Nobody wants to take the chance. So, yeah. um, but I did get uh, to to the point of this podcast. I did get to uh, three individuals that were sharing with you their. Uh, these five-minute interviews uh, with um, the uh, Honorable Sonia Savage, who is the Energy Minister for Alberta, uh, and uh, she uh, she gets to talk with us about uh, uh, you know how are things going in the energy sector and how uh, how Alberta is tackling uh, ESG goals and climate change and those kinds of things. So I think our audience would find that interesting. So she's a she's not running for leader, but she is a really very highly regarded minister. And then I um, I saw Rebecca Schultz quite a bit, uh, Jody. Uh, she, yeah. She's been on her show before. Uh, and of course, she's running for leader. I, I didn't see the need to interview her again. Uh, maybe maybe if she's successful or what have you. But I did uh, catch up with the Honorable Leela Ahir. She's uh, the multiculturalism minister and she's running for leader. So you know, I, I thought it would be good to hear what she has to say. And then finally, uh, on the last day I was there, I caught up with Blake Richards, member of parliament. And uh, Blake, I know, is a friend of yours, too. And um, he is a Polyev supporter, by the way, for our listeners to know that. But we, we just ta- touched on why he's supporting Pierre and what's it like in the caucus these days, that kind of thing. So we're going to share all three of those. I There's a little bit of background noise because I uh, these were all at, at barbecues and whatnot where I caught up with these folks. But uh, I think that the, the sound will come through okay. And uh, and I think there'll be something that will add to uh, the political knowledge of our listeners. Yes. Well, uh, I will say that Blake Richards, I've been his mentor for about four years now and, uh, he's, he's come along, he's come along quite well. Um, how, how exactly have you mentored him? Oh, many ways, many <laughs> ways. He, he learns a lot from me. I mean, he was a lost, he was like a lost puppy before we crossed paths. So. Well, I know why he was a lost puppy a little bit. We won't get into that, but <laughs> yes, he's, he's recovered quite smartly, I think. He, uh, and he has, he's supporting Pierre because I basically told him to. Oh, did, oh seriously? Oh, good for you. He yeah. won't, he won't admit that. Yeah, I okay. think right from the get go, I said, uh, I'd have to go back in my texts, but I'm pretty sure I said, you better be on that Pierre wagon, and I, I don't know if he was ready to commit at the time. Mm-hmm. I think he's. I think he said that he was going to, and but he wasn't coming out about like out um, publicly about it yet. Probably right. just holding back. But yeah, no, Blake and I are. I guess I. I don't know how I we're friends. I, I would say good friends. He might say differently, but no, I, no, no. When we had a little chit chat, you'll see it on the uh, tape uh, where we talked. He talked about his relationship with you and uh, how you guys both love wrestling, and uh, that's something you've got in common. So yeah, it, it's it's all good. All right. So enjoy these interviews, and then we will be back to wrap this up. Welcome to And Another Thing podcast. I'm Tony Clement here with the Honorable Sonia Savage. She is Alberta's 
Minister of Energy. Thanks for taking a few minutes to at this Calgary Heritage Barbecue in the middle of the Stampede. How's it going for you so far? It's, it's great. You know what? It's so great to have these events back in person. We haven't had this event since nineteen since twenty nineteen. Right. So it's so nice to be here. It really is a good feeling. People are taking it like a big reunion. Um, now, of course, uh, a little bit of change happening in Alberta. We're going to talk about that in a second. But you're the Minister of Energy. Uh, so, you know, you've got some good news. So, so oh, some things are going right here. Yeah, no, it's, it's terrific. Compared to where we were three years ago, two years ago, one year ago, production is up, um, investment is up, drilling is up, royalties are up, people are back to work. Things are looking really, really positive. We have pipeline capacity to move product to market. So everything that we were concerned about four years ago has improved. And everything we were concerned about two years ago has improved. So we're in a really good really good place and it seems like the world you know with Putin's invasion of Ukraine and and so forth uh, there maybe uh, is part of your message take another look at Alberta oil and Canadian oil it's absolutely absolutely I think one thing that was made really really clear from the Russian war on Ukraine and uh, the, the need to weed out barrels of oil from Russia. I think it's put a spotlight on energy security, not only where our energy comes from, that we need it to come from a place that's reliable and responsible and doesn't use the funds to create a war, but I think it's also shone a spotlight that we're going to continue to use oil and gas. And it's, the, the question is, where is, this going to, where is it going to come from? And we think it should come from Alberta. Let's talk a little bit about the Trudeau Liberals. They're not really your best friends on this file, are they? No, well, we, we're still dealing with Bill C-69. And I think one of the that's things... That's the that, no pipeline. That's the no pipelines bill. So it's still on the books. And one of the things that's profound about it is they're, they're trying to very aggressively bring on new sources of energy and new projects, more renewables, which is good. That's all great. But how are they going to do it with that piece of legislation? You can't get any of those projects through a regulatory process. So we got to deal with that. And we have to stop the rhetoric about getting off of oil and gas. We, we need to re reduce the emissions in oil and gas. Nobody's getting off oil and gas, not for the next couple of decades. And is that part of your message to Canadians and to the world that Alberta oil and gas can be clean, it can be ESG compliant, all of those things? It is, and in fact our oil sands, are, through the Pathways Initiative, is moving to net zero production. There's no other basin in the world that's moving to net zero production. So I think it's, uh, what we need to realize is that is that the, the world is going to continue to use more oil and gas. We just need to remove the emissions from oil and gas and we need, uh, we need to get the production to net zero, and that's what we're doing in Alberta. One final uh, topic, obviously, uh, change of leadership. Jason Kenney uh, is going to retire upon the selection of a new leader. Uh, what are your thoughts on the Alberta leadership race? Well, I'm, I'm, I've, got a, I've got my horse in the race. Yes. I'm supporting Travis Taves. I'm co-chairing his campaign. And I think uh, I, I kind of looked at it. I was so grateful that he actually put his name forward to run. Um, that, that, to me, was a huge relief that we've got somebody willing to step up and take this on that's ready to do it. So I look at it and say there's really four things that a new leader in Alberta needs to be able to do. And he's the only one who checks all the boxes. First of all, they have to be able to appeal to both urban and rural. We can't become the government, we can't appeal to both urban and rural. Secondly, we have to be able to unite the caucus and to be able to have our caucus work together. He can do that. 
third, and this is the this is a, the important one that people seem seem to forget about. We need somebody who can step in and run a sixty billion dollar organization who has the skill to run a government. And of course, fourth and most importantly, is to be able to beat the NDP. So he checks all the boxes. And uh, I mean, obviously, some other colleagues are running, but uh, you you feel comfortable that in your choice, obviously, but. Uh, you know, there might be somebody else who, who uh, somehow uh, wins in that case. Or do you think the UCP can be united? I think we have to be. We have to be because the alternative is the NDP and that's not an alternative. So I, I think one thing that I'm really pleased to see happening in, in our leadership race is everybody's playing nicely. I don't see a lot of mud slinging. I see a lot of ideas out there and maybe debating about whether whether a policy is a good idea or a bad idea, but it's mostly idea-based. And to me, that's, uh, that's positive because we have to keep it that way if we want to beat the NDP. Sonia Savage, thanks for spending a few minutes with us. Thanks. Thank you. Here with uh, the Honourable Leela Ahir. Let me make sure I get that right. You said it perfect. Thank you. She is a candidate for the United Conservative Party in Alberta. So, Leela, tell us a little bit about yourself and a little bit about your campaign. So, I, uh, I was born in Edmonton. Very, very blessed to be here in this province. I feel compelled to give back, obviously, for all of the amazing opportunities that I've had here. I've been elected for seven years. I was with the Wild Rose initially in the opposition and then had the blessing to come together as government and as the Minister of Culture, Multiculturalism and Status of Women, uh, which, of course, got me out in front of the public all over the place and was was really able to connect with people in a very, very, in very, very beautiful way. So I'm super excited that, especially I'm a campaigner through right. and through. So this gives me, and all of us, actually all the candidates, an amazing opportunity to earn the trust back of Albertans. You know, you make a lot of wonderful decisions in government, but we make a lot of mistakes too. And you don't always get a second chance right. to be able to make amends, apologize, but also to talk about the really great stuff that you've done. And I think this is, this is the most beautiful opportunity I think that I've ever seen to be able to do that. So people are hungry for it. I know you're, you're, there's a lot of people waiting to talk to you at this, uh, at this uh, Stampede Barbecue. Give us a, just a, a final question and a little sense of what are the themes for your campaign? What do, what do you think you can bring to the table? So for me, there's a, a piece that is particularly important, which is growth and competencies. We have, in Alberta right now, 51% of the population is women, and 52% of the population comes from ethnic minorities, everything from Polish to German to Southeast Asian and, in, and Indigenous. Uh, women's Indigenous businesses in Alberta are growing faster than anything else. So there's a huge opportunity from an economic standpoint to see what we can do to really, really facilitate space for those businesses, microloans, and we've got a wonderful facilities in this province that provide those microloans and even potentially moving the, uh, the uh, tax uh, uh, cap on, on small businesses to really facilitate that because Alberta is so much small business, we're so much, it's such a an amazing part of our GDP, but also per capita in Alberta. Um, the national average for women businesses for out of every 100 men is 67. We're way above the national average. We're 80 and counting. So I'm just thinking about it from the perspective of what we can do for growth, the economy, but family as well too, and the flexibility to raise a family or if you're single, 
to be able to really bring those businesses. And we really saw in COVID that women in particular found those niche businesses. They were able to grow them. They understand safety. They collaborate at a very different level. I mean, along with the wonderful men around our table and, and, other, and others. But I think what I saw throughout all of this was that resilience. And if we can build that resilience, pay down some of the debt with some of the boon that we have coming in right now, put some of it away for our future generations, which is good accounting and financing. That's a large part of our campaign. And then the other side, the emotional side, is about building family. Because we, you know, we can be very divisive and things can be difficult, but sometimes you have to break things apart to bring it back together. We're a baby party, so we were bound to have our growing pains. But this is about management, and I always, I'm a musician, so I always put it to choir. When, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a singer? vocal, yeah. I'm, oh, I'm fantastic. A soprano, yeah. And I play silver instruments too, but if you look at how you put a choir together, you have, on any given day, multiple personalities, multiple voices, but you want to make this beautiful sound. And it takes, it's not a leader, it's not a, it's not an autocracy. It's, it's management, leadership, understanding personality, and bringing the group together. And so you, you walk beside each other, there's nobody in front. And I've always looked at it, you know, if you're, if I'm so privileged to be the premier, you're the foundation. And your cabinet and your caucus who are put there by the people, you form the foundation. And people stand on your shoulders, not the other way around. And it's a, a very um, important part of the puzzle I think that's been missing. So that's an amazing analogy. And uh, Leela, we, we wish you all the best in your campaign. Thank you so much. You're uh, honorable, Mr. <laughs> Clement. And I, I just wanted to also say how much I appreciate you. Um, so many things ahead of your time. And so many, there's trailblazers like yourself who give space for those of us who are trying to continue that process and bringing a lot of people together. And we don't have to lean left or right. This is really about good policy for people, how we how we navigate that and how we bring people together. So thank I, you so much. I couldn't agree with you more. Not about how great I am, but you just how we can bring people together. So yeah. best of luck. Thank you so much. Here it is, and another thing podcast at the Calgary Stampede, here with Member of Parliament Blake Richards. Blake, thanks for joining the program. Yahoo! Thanks for having me, Tony. And I know Jody wanted to uh, get you on the program for a long time now because you're a wrestling fan too, is that right? Yeah, I think, I think that had a lot to do with Jody's uh, idea. I think he, he's always looking for a chance to talk about wrestling, right? And uh, I mean, I know Jody did some wrestling. I certainly didn't, but I certainly like to watch it. You know, we got Brett, we got Brett the Hitman Hart here, right. here as a local in Calgary. Oh, he's great. So, yeah. uh, so, uh, legend. Yeah, he is a legend, and, and not in just in Calgary, but all over the world. So, uh, so yeah, you know, I'm sure Jody was looking forward to an opportunity to talk, chat about wrestling, and uh, I, I'm always happy to, too. The other thing, of course, is uh, we've got our own wrestling match going on in the party, which is the leadership race. What are your thoughts on that so far? Yeah, well, you know what? It is a bit of a wrestling match, and I guess these things always are, right? Yeah. Uh, at the end of the day, though, it's just like just like a wrestling match. We're going to come together behind the winner, and uh, you know he'll be the champ and uh, and be the prime minister very soon. And you're backing Pierre Polyev? I'm behind Pierre Polyev all the way, and uh, you know I think he's he's the right guy. I mean, we need to bring we need to make Canada the freest country uh, on earth again. And how do you think the campaign's going? Obviously, there was some controversy with Patrick, but uh, is your view that that's not really germane to what Pierre is talking about? No, I mean, it's, it, you know, Pierre has, has got a message that he's delivering. And I mean, at the end of the day, what happens in with mechanics in terms of how the race goes and things like that, let's not worry about that stuff, right? Let's worry about what our message is. Let's worry about how we're going to move this party forward. And 
clearly, you know, Pierre has the right message. It's, it's resonating with with uh, people all across Canada. Yeah, and you you were you were with him for part of the stampede. Tell us what reaction he was getting with the crowd. Yeah, we rode in we we, we rode in the stampede parade with him on Friday morning. Right. Biggest stampede parade we've probably ever had. And I'll tell you, uh, uh, I said to Pierre afterwards, I said, you, you know, you're probably going to need a bigger size cowboy hat after that because it, it was unbelievable the reaction that the crowd was giving him. They they you can clearly see that they saw him as the guy riding in. You know, no pun intended. Well, actually, pun intended. Yeah. You know, riding in on the white horse and uh, offering hope again to this country and uh was it as exciting to see pierre as kevin costner do you think well for, <laughs> for me it was way more exciting to see pierre uh, uh but uh, i'm sure there was probably a few ladies that maybe were really uh, excited uh, about uh, kevin costner but i'll tell you uh, pierre was uh was a pretty popular guy at that stampede what, what is it like uh, let's just talk about alberta for a second what is it that is attracting alberta albertans to uh, pierre polyev's campaign well, you know, I think a lot of Albertans have been feeling left out, right? Yeah. They've been feeling like they're not being represented by their government. And Pierre brings hope again. Yeah. He's, ta- he's he's offering a message that that we need to hear, and and they know he'll follow through and deliver on it. And yeah. that's the key, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. And uh, how uh, how are things going? Obviously, uh, on Parliament Hill, you're fighting the fight uh, against the, the Trudeau Liberals. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, it's a it's a definitely an uphill battle. I mean, obviously, when you've got uh, when you've got the coalition with the NDP, um, it's it's a frustrating situation. Uh, but you know, we we have been able to, to prevent them from from doing some of the absolute worst things, uh, and we just continue to fight. And that's we've got a great caucus there, yeah. and we're looking forward to you know uh, to the leadership race being over and just being able to just focus all our energy on on doing the everything we can to. You know, not only oppose the Trudeau Liberals, but be ready with the alternative when the next election comes, because Canadians cannot afford another uh, another election where we we put the Liberals in power. Blake Richards, uh, thanks thanks so much for being on and another thing podcast. It's great to finally have you on the program. Yeah, well, I know we've been working on trying to make this happen for a while. <laughs> Took Stampede to do it, but yeah. you know, that's what we do here in Alberta. We get things done. We do. Thank you. Lots of great discussions there, and uh, you you must have had a busy week at the Stampede then. Yeah, it was fun, uh, and uh, Lynn and I we also uh, took you know went to the Stampede grounds, and they they have this dog show, Jody, which was just so much fun. These dogs doing these tricks and stuff, and so we had a little bit of fun with that too, and uh, just generally the vibe. It was great. Uh, it was great to see Calgary alive, and uh, you know nobody's worried about COVID. Everybody's having a good time, so uh, I, I just thought it was fantastic to be there. I should have loaned you some of my bell buckles when I was in high school. I went through my like country phase; like everybody had cowboy boots. Every like one, there was a guy at our high school. This would have been back in the uh, early '90s, mid '90s. There was a guy at our high school, and I kid you not, he even had spurs on his boots. No way. He was like, he was like to the nth degree. It was cool. Um, but yeah, I had massive belt buckles because I was all about having the belt buckles. My favorite, my favorite one is this nice custom pewter one that I think my mom might have gotten me. But it's got my initial on it. It's, oh, it's nice. Cool. Yeah, so I got some nice ones. Well, uh, definitely size matters with belt buckles at the Calgary Stampede. Yeah, well, <laughs> so if you have a huge one, are you like compensating for something? Is that what you're saying? I, 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 all I'm just, I'm just observing, Jody. That's all I do. <laughs> well, Pierre had a, Pierre had a quite a big one. A massive on. one. Yeah, I did. <laughs> it was like a dinner plate or something. <laughs> it was, it was rather large. You're right. 
Oh, okay. Well, um, and by the way, you missed my music event, but it went off without a hit. Yeah, okay. I'm sorry. I should have asked about that. So uh, how did it all go? Uh, went, your... went excellently. So I uh, thank you for your support. Yes. Uh, Tony Clement International was a big, big sponsor. And we got, uh, just so you know, not to give away this. Well, I'll tell you what it is. But so I, all our sponsors had a flag like on the course. So you're, yeah. I've got the flag for you. But the winner of the, so we had a long drive tournament within a actual tournament. Right. So long drivers from all over the world came. They hit extra balls on some of the tees. And then the top eight had a big shootout on the first hole at Trillium, which you're familiar with. It's a par five at night. And it was awesome. Just tons of people. It was great. Fantastic. And so Cody Billinghurst, who is, he's a beast of a man. He's from Sault Ste. Marie, Canadian long driver. He won the challenge. Well, how far do you think his drive was that he won with? Uh, 400. I don't know. 418 yards. Oh my gosh. So I'm going to have him, I'm, I'm having breakfast with him this Saturday. And what I've asked him to do is to sign all the flags and with a signature. And then we're going to put 418 beside it and endless Fantastic. summer camp. Let's yeah. get him on our show. Yeah, we should. Great guy. Like, honestly, the guy <laughs> is just a complete animal. Like it was, you'll see footage coming out soon, but it was a great show by all. We had some of the best hitters in the world. Like oh, it was that's fantastic. Just, and it's all good for a good cause. So yeah, congratulations, for the, shelter, the homeless shelter and great musical guests, Leo Rush, who's been a guest on yeah. our show before he flew in from LA. He did amazing oh. uh, long range hustle, but next year, Tony, bigger and better. And we'll make sure that you are there. So I will be there with bells on, <laughs> and, on. And, with a, and with a belt buckle. <laughs> With spurs on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See if you can borrow uh, Pierre's dinner plate. So Yeah, exactly. Anyway, uh, thanks again to Municipal Solutions uh, for presenting this show each week. Uh, with their with their sponsorship, we're able to give you the knowledge that you crave from a political perspective and beyond. You can find them online at municipalsolutions.ca. And, Tony, I know that you can wrap up with our other sponsors as well. Yes, thanks to Julie at the Muskoka Chef. You can find her at themuskokachef.com, area code 416-846-3653. And thanks as always to Hunter's Bay Radio, huntersbayradio.com, where our show is streamed every Saturday morning at 8.30 a.m. And don't forget to use the code podcast at looneypolitics.com to get 50% off your annual subscription and you'll get exclusive content right to your inbox once again, looneypolitics.com. Tony, we will do this again in seven days. Enjoy Looking the rest of your week. To it. Take care.